as I was going to take the baby from the mom and put the baby in the bassinet, the mom goes, okay, go to Auntie Shayna. And, <laughs> and it just like was so heartwarming that in that, you know, two hours of being with this patient, all of a sudden we had this tight bond and she was calling me Auntie Shayna. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Health Careers with Dr. Martin, a podcast show that pulls back the curtain on what a career in health and wellness is really like. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Martin. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Super glad you're here. If you ask parents like myself, you know, what's one or two or a few of their most memorable moments in their life, often they will probably describe the, the moment when their child or children were born, which is understandable. So in today's episode, we're going to talk with someone who's there during those moments for the child and the parents. And we're going to talk with a nurse, a labor and delivery nurse, otherwise known as an L&D nurse. And we're going to talk with Shana Brickner. She's a L&D nurse out in Southern California. And not only will she talk about, you know, those awesome moments that she's there for, but we'll also understand why she chose this profession and why it's really um, impactful for her and how she's helping patients. And not only that, Sheena's actually doing some awesome stuff outside of work. Uh, she actually has a, uh, a great Instagram account. She has a consultation service. And also, she has a podcast where she's helping educate parents about the birthing process, but also what to expect after the birthing process, which you know a lot of parents need help with, quite frankly. Listen, if you like this episode or if you're interested in careers about the birthing process and and pregnant parents uh, of pregnant moms. Check out some other podcasts that can be very insightful and maybe educational to you. Uh, Episode 32, I'm talking with uh, Miss Kim Sun. She's a midwife. Uh, Episode 36, Stephanie Heinzeller, who's a doula. And episode 40 of my podcast with my friend Anna Barberi. She's an OBGYN. Check those out as well if you're interested in any of these type of careers around the birthing process. It can actually be very Uh, eye-opening and insightful listen if you like what i'm doing here you like this episode you like other episodes i would love your support i'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating on any podcast that you're listening to leave a comment if if it deserves it a positive comment is preferable of course if you can do that fantastic hope i can earn that from you guys but without further ado let's jump into this episode I am with Shayna Brickner. How are you, Shayna? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Shayna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am Shayna Brickner from Los Angeles, California. I am a labor and delivery nurse. I graduated from a private Christian university called Biola in Los Angeles and took a little break. But I got my first job in 2014, worked full-time for two years at a hospital in Hollywood, and then per diem for now going on almost five years at another hospital in Santa Monica. Awesome. L&D the whole time. L&D. That was even out of nursing school? Straight out of nursing school. Went right into L&D? Right into L&D. Not med surge. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
Gotta do it. Awesome. All right. Let's go through some quick questions so people get an overview of what you're doing as an L&D nurse. Um, as an L&D nurse, what do you do clinically exactly to help people? So we are managing the pregnant laboring patient uh, anywhere from the antepartum stage. So what's antepartum? Just so people don't understand the terms. Someone coming in to the labor and delivery unit who's not necessarily in labor yet but has some issues going on in their pregnancy and they need to be monitored closely in the hospital. Okay. So from the antepartum patient all the way to the postpartum patient, which is after they've delivered the baby. But I'm in specifically in labor and delivery where we are helping a woman manage her pain through labor and assessing her labor progress and monitoring vital signs and the baby's heart rate on the fetal monitor strip. And, um, and helping her push and deliver that baby and bring life into the world. It's really amazing. Sounds exciting. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> Can't be very dramatic, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what are the usual steps for someone to achieve your professional degree? Yeah. So you can be a registered nurse with your associate degree or a registered nurse with your bachelor's degree. And then you need specific training in labor and delivery. And that's usually about four months of training on the unit um, with classes on the side, like yeah. at the hospital. And on, yeah, on the job training with a preceptor. Got it. What's the best part of your career? Best part is seeing new parents like be in awe of their new baby that they just brought into the world. It's really magical. That must be an awesome, awesome moment. Right yeah. There. Least favorite part of your career? Oh, the long hours. I'm mm. night shift. So it's 12 hours from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. But we don't usually get out till 7.30 a.m. And then sleeping in the day and managing family life too. All right. Well, that gives a nice overview of what you do as a L&D nurse. Yeah. To dive a little bit deeper, can you share a story of a, of a, or an example of a patient you've taken care of where it really made you feel like this was the right career choice for you? Yeah. So this happened about a year or two ago. I had been in labor and delivery nursing for five years at that point, and I Probably, if I'm guessing how I felt at that moment, didn't want to go to work <laughs> um, because I never want to leave my family at night and go yeah. to work for 12 hours. But got to the hospital, had an assignment for a patient who was close to delivery mm -hmm. and um, helped her as she was pushing and then finally delivered her baby and managed her immediate postpartum recovery. And afterwards, I brought her to the postpartum unit where she would have a different nurse. And when we bring a patient to the postpartum unit, we have the mom carry her baby in her arms. And then when we get to the new room, I move the baby to the little bassinet and then the mom goes to her bed. And as I was going to take the baby from the mom and put the baby in the bassinet, the mom goes, okay, go to Auntie Shayna. <laughs> and it just like was so heartwarming that in that 
you know, two hours of being with this patient, all of a sudden we had this tight bond and she was calling me Auntie Shayna wow. to her baby. Wow. I just probably teared up because that's me and my nature. And it just felt so special that I, you know, I hope that she remembers me as her baby is growing old, maybe almost two by now and yeah. thinking like, oh, the nurse that helped me in labor and delivery. I hope she remembers me and because I remember her and that was what made me feel like, yeah, I felt like, okay, this is, this is why I'm here because I have that, spe- I can have that special relationship with virtually strangers. Yeah. You know? All right. You just met them and they're, you're helping them out in a very, you know, one of those moments they're going to remember probably for their whole life. Yeah. You were there for that. For me as an anesthesiologist, they're luck they're lucky they even remember if I'm a guy or a girl <laughs> that did their, <laughs> that, they, that did their anesthesia. <laughs> well that's great um what does your typical day look like start to finish okay so do you want me to explain prepping for my night shift or just like okay okay yeah so if i'm gonna work a particular night i try to take a nap in the day around noon for a couple hours like three hours would be the best nap that i could get And then I'll pick up my kids from school. These days, my husband has been able to help pick up the kids from school. We have an early dinner at like 5.30. And then at 6.30, I go to work. I don't wear scrubs to work because there are scrubs there Mm -hmm. in labor and delivery. So I get to the unit, change into my scrubs. Uh, We go into a room for all the nurses. It's our report room. And we get report on all of the patients on the whole unit. Okay. Which sometimes can range from two patients to 10 patients. We're a smaller unit. There are some labor and delivery units that do a lot more deliveries a month. But our unit, we do about 150 to 175 deliveries a month. All right. So we get report on the whole unit and each patient and what's going on with them. And then we get our patient assignment. This is all happening right at 7 o'clock for about 10 minutes. And we get our patient assignment. We go out to the nurse's station. And then we find the specific nurse that has the patient we need to get report on. Mm -hmm. We get report on that patient or sometimes two patients. And then I go meet my patient and do a quick assessment. So I want to know how is baby doing? Uh, which mainly I'll look on the fetal monitor strip. How is the oxygenation level of the baby? And are there any decelerations? Um, and then I look at mom and her labor progress. So uh, what's her pain level right now? Does she have an epidural? Is she in the early stages of labor? Is she in active labor? Is she close to pushing and delivering? And the rest of her body assessment. So does she have swelling in her legs? Does mm-hmm. she have an IV that's that's infusing well? Is she on Pitocin is, or any other medications? And then her whole history too. So for after she has the baby and breastfeeding, does she have any history of breast surgeries or um, blood pressure issues that we need to watch out for? 
We're doing their whole history. Whole history doing this quick assessment. And also throughout the shift, I'm learning more about her through her chart and um, talking to her and the partner too. Usually the husband is in the room or their partner. Okay. And then throughout the rest of the shift, I'm helping her uh, through labor. If she needs to get an epidural, I help help her get an epidural. The anesthesiologist comes in and does the epidural. And we're checking vital signs frequently. If she needs Pitocin, I'm starting Pitocin, which is an IV medication right. to help labor um, progress start faster or progress faster <laughs> or any other medications. If she has, if she's GBS positive, which is a bacteria in the vagina, then uh, we run antibiotics every four hours to prevent her from getting an infection and passing on to the baby through delivery. And then once she's ready to push, I'm helping her push. Mm. I am in communication with the doctor, the OBGYN, calling the OBGYN when she's crowning, basically. And then the OBGYN will come and catch the baby. Baby goes right <laughs> on mom's chest because doctors don't deliver babies. Moms deliver babies. <laughs> um, and catch the baby. I like that. Yeah, they catch the baby. And then doing her immediate postpartum recovery period. So sometimes this takes the whole shift. Sometimes I can come in at any point in her labor and it goes really fast. So if I got to work and she was already pushing and I help her with the actual delivery, then I might get another patient or two throughout my shift. Sometimes patients will come in thinking they're in labor. So we triage them. And put them in a smaller triage room just to see, okay, are you really in labor? Did your water break? Yeah. We're assessing and trying to figure out if they need to stay at the hospital or if they can go home and and go through early labor in a more comfortable place, like at home. In one shift, I presume that you can give, you can be there present, you can be present for no deliveries or maybe... Three deliveries in one shift. Exactly. There there have been times where I've had three deliveries in one shift. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's a lot of paper, you know, a lot of charting as well. I'm it's sure. a lot of charting. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and your typical day, you end off by just signing off at the end of your shift to the nurse? Exactly. Yeah. So then the day shift nurse will come and I'll pass off report to that nurse, say, okay, she is four centimeters already. I got her through the early labor. Now you get the fun part of delivery and passing off all the pertinent information about her medical history. We also, the main labs that we go through that are kind of quick report are blood type. If she's GBS positive or negative, if she is RPR negative, so that's syphilis, Sometimes at my old hospital, we would say chlamydia and gonorrhea, but we don't do that at this hospital. And then hep B and HIV, COVID now, mm-hmm. and rubella status. So either immune or non-immune. Got it. Uh, Sheena, what kind of misconceptions do people have about being a L&D nurse <laughs> or a nurse in general? Yeah, I've talked about this with some of my coworkers. So I think the main misconception is that we're just there to rock a baby and like Mm. feed a baby with a bottle or something. I don't know. Um, That is far from what we do. Or to just coach them through 
and be like, you're doing great. Be more encouraging. You know, you're doing amazing. Okay, push. Good job. Whereas it's much more, it can be much more intense than that. (laughs) Yeah, not so happy, happy happy-go-lucky all the time. Sometimes it's scary. Yeah. And in some ways, I feel like we are emergency room nurses Mm. and labor and delivery room nurses just because we have that triage aspect where we're the first unit that a pregnant person will come to if they're over 20 weeks if they have any kind of issue although sometimes i a lot of pregnant women will go to emergency room if they have other problems going on that have nothing to do with their baby and pregnancy yeah. like maybe they broke their ankle or something i don't know we can't help with that in labor and delivery but we can send a nurse down to do a doppler and check on the baby and make sure that everything's okay with the baby how would you describe your your work-life balance as a nurse yeah that's something that i've struggled with my whole career the past almost seven years and that's one of the reasons why i went from full-time to per diem which is just one shift a week or two shifts in a two week pay period because I did want more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I I was pregnant in nursing school with my first. And that's a reason why I took kind of a whole year off from even looking for a job after I graduated because I wanted to have time with my daughter and have that experience of being basically a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And then I felt ready to launch into my career. But I think having a partner who is so supportive, my husband, is what makes this much easier that he can be like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I like that you go to work. (laughs) Like, he's so support. He's not like begging for me to stay home or anything. What? That sounds horrible. He loves when I'm home. <laughs> he loves me. I love him. But we he's... might take that out. Can we might delete like... that. <laughs> no, we're leaving it in for now. But sure, we're definitely leaving it in. <laughs> but honey, just don't listen yeah, to this episode just, at all. Just don't listen to this part. No, he's he's very supportive. He knows that I find my passion and joy in mm. being with patients and having that connection like I described as Auntie Shayna. And he sees the the spark in me when I get home from work, even though right before, you know, the night yeah. before when I left, I didn't want to go. He's like, you're going to be fine. You'll be fine. What do you think the future outlook is like for your profession? Not necessarily your career, but the profession itself. Oh, it's here to stay. People are having babies all the time. We thought that with COVID that it would deter people from the hospital. No, there were more deliveries last year, it seemed like, than in uh, than in any other year. I mean, huh. people are still going to have their babies, whether there's a pandemic or not. There are 3 million babies born a year, mm. and most of those deliveries are in the hospital setting. There are some home births and birth center births, but labor and delivery nursing is here to stay for sure. Is it difficult to find a job as an L&D nurse? Sometimes, yes, because not as as a new grad, you 
are more likely to find a job for a new grad residency program in a med surge unit. Yeah. And then after you have that one year of experience, you can transfer to labor and delivery, but then you'll have more training to do. So it was very unique that I found a new grad nursing residency program into labor and delivery, like straight out of nursing school into labor and delivery, because most LND units want an experienced nurse to come onto the unit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. What type of students do you think best flourish in this type of career? I think it takes someone who is compassionate, someone who's willing to think outside of the box too, because labor and delivery, there's the whole labor process, which is a natural process, mm-hmm. but it has become a medicalized thing mm-hmm. because of um, issues that can arise in pregnancy that are dangerous and warrant the medical approach uh, with medications and sometimes surgery, uh, cesarean deliveries. But for someone who wants to have an unmedicated delivery in the hospital setting, need to be able, the nurse needs to be able to think out of the box. How do we manage this person's pain without all the interventions and medications that are available in the hospital? Yeah. This patient doesn't necessarily want all that, but they're here. So we need to help this patient. So out of the box thinking and someone who's an advocate, a lot of women from what I'm seeing at my current hospital and the demographic of patients are educating themselves about labor and delivery. And they have specific things on their birth plan. And as the nurse, we want to grant them their birth wish and help their birth plan come true. So that means being an advocate for your patient. And then someone who stays calm through emergency situations because everything can seem to be going fine uh, throughout this person's labor. And then boom, all of a sudden the baby has a long deceleration of the heart rate and something else warrants an emergency C-section and you are unplugging everything from the wall and you're rushing to the operating room and trying to be fast. And if you're freaking out and running around like a chicken with your head cut off, um, it does not help the situation. (laughs) So someone who can stay calm as well, and which also transfers to helping your patient through labor pain. If you're calm and they sense that um, calmness from the main person who is helping them through their labor, Mm -hmm. that will hopefully transfer to, to them staying. To the experience itself. Yeah. 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 Sheila, changing gears here. Were you always interested in going to nursing and L and D nurse uh, and being an L and D nurse? Yeah. So my dad is a doctor. So I think medical doctor, nurse, healthcare, that was always kind of looming over my head. Like, yeah. hmm, that's a possibility. There was a brief moment I wanted to be a singer or an actress. That oh, really? didn't pan out. But um, <laughs> You yeah, don't live so, in LA, do you? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when I was 16, I started helping my dad out in his doctor's office. Yeah. I'd be like secretary. And then 
And what kind of doctor was he, by the way? He's a private practice he? doctor, family doctor. Okay. Um, he practices homeopathy, which is okay. unique. Anyway, so I'd be a secretary in his office, see patients, you know, and see how he interacted with patients. So that was intriguing to me. And then there was a career day at my high school. And there was a panel of people. I knew I wanted to be on the science track because I thought maybe physical therapy or something mm. like that. And I was in the, the room with the, the panelists and all talking about their different careers. And there was a nurse. And she said, nursing is so versatile. I've been a military nurse. I've been a flight nurse. I've been a nurse in the hospital. I've worked in all these different units, med surge, ICU, all these different things. And I was like, whoa, you can do a lot of things with nursing. I just thought it was in the hospital, you know, right. doing your 12-hour shifts. But you can do so many things. And that's when my interest was sparked even more. Like, okay, I think I want to be a nurse. What kind of nurse? Well, I love pregnant ladies and babies. So, <laughs> so what do you mean you love be, pregnant ladies and babies? It, that- just, I, it was just some, some people I was drawn to. I'd see a pregnant lady and I would just want to talk to her and learn more about her pregnancy and hold babies. It was just part of my heart, I guess, mm. something inside of me. So my dad, who's the family doctor, he also delivered babies at the time as a family physician. So he brought me to the hospital where he had privileges Mm -hmm. and had me shadow a nurse. I was 17, 18 years old. And the nurse said, okay, go put on some scrubs and and meet me right back out here. So I put on some scrubs, little me, 17 years old. And came out and she's like, okay, we're going to watch the C-section. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Which is, you know, surgery. And that's yes. what you jumped into. That's, that's what, what you jumped, jumped into. jumped into. Oh my so God. So I put on my little bonnet, you know, the hair covering and then my mask and go in the C-section. She plops me right in the middle and I'm watching the C-section. And my, <laughs> I'm sure my eyes were like bugging out of my head. And I started to feel hot because I'm oh. breathing my own air you know and i think the nurse spotted me that i didn't look so good and she like waved at me to come out of the or because i i actually felt like i was gonna faint but somehow that didn't (laughs) stop me i did not deter you it did not deter me i said this is what i want to do i want to be a labor and delivery nurse (laughs) and then so from there you actually pursued a degree in nursing in college that's right yeah i did my prerequisites you had to pass at, at my particular university. I had to go through the prereqs of anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, and yep. then um, be and then apply to the nursing program, be approved, and then go into the nursing program, which was three years of clinicals. Shifting gears here a little bit, I want to do some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pretty straightforward here. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Least favorite type of movies to watch? Horror. Mm. Favorite and least favorite subject in school? Favorite, math. Least favorite, history. All right. 
Favorite thing you do with your kids? We're doing it today, actually. We're going to the Natural History Museum to see dinosaurs. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> Although the eighth month, the eight month old probably won't take much in. Yeah, it'll be okay. He's just there for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to, what is one thing that you would change about yourself? Um, I would be taller. I'm four eleven, and it's hard. Oh, really? For me to, yeah, it's hard for me to reach the IV poles sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. I can see how that would be a, a, a quality you'd like to change. Got yeah. it. Just a few more inches. <laughs> Best thing to do on date night? Oh, go out to a fancy dinner and sit at the bar where we can look into the kitchen and ah, see them cook. That is There's cool. a specific um, restaurant that we like to do that because it feels fancy even though you're like sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can see them cook and it's fascinating. I love it. What would you consider to be one of the most important qualities of a parent? Oh, being intentional with your kids. So seeking out the conversation, starting conversations and learning more about your kids. They're all different. Each of my three kids, like they're completely opposite from each other. And so we Crazy, take them huh? out on, on dates on the their birth date of every month. So my daughter is born on June 2nd. So on the 2nd of every month, uh, either me or my husband take her out on a date. And then on the 11th of every month, my husband and I alternate taking out my son on a date. He's four. Awesome. And just learning more about them. Yeah. That's very late. It's intentional. I like that. Mm-hmm. Last question. If you were 80 years old, what would you tell your children about life that would be the most important thing for them to know to get a head start. Whoa. Heavy question, Randy. This here. is yeah, man. <laughs> um, not so rapid fire, by the way. This one. this is not so rapid fire. <laughs> Probably to manage their finances well. I know that right. sounds so practical, old, but like that's what I'm learning now, and um, yeah, just figuring out like where to put your money and how to. Be generous with it too. Mm. That not just to save it all and hoard it, but to be generous to the right places. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it for the rapid fire questions. Thanks, Sheena. You did fantastic. <laughs> wasn't so rapid for, like, it wasn't. for some of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a podcast called The Birth Nurses, and that's right. you're also a consultation service uh, called Preparented. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What sure. You're so in 2019, I started a business called Preparented, like a prepared parent, uh-huh. because I wanted to use my labor and delivery experience and also my experience as a parent to help new parents to be feel 100% prepared for parenthood. So I teach birth education classes. Okay. I also teach breastfeeding classes, and a newborn care class. I feel like, you know, everyone prepares for their labor day, their yeah. their day of birth, but not necessarily for after being a parent and how that impacts your relationship with your partner and just each stage of parenthood. Like the newborn stage is my favorite. I'm one of the weird ones. Um <laughs> 
I love the newborn stage, but then even past that, you know, starting solid food and all these things that you're not taught as a young adult or an adult. So that's my business. I'm also a lactation consultant. So I help new parents in their breastfeeding journeys as well. And then my podcast, I started with um, one of my coworkers. Her name is Liz. She is a labor and delivery nurse, but has been doing this for way longer than me. She's been a nurse for about 30 years now. What's Liz's full name? Liz Baker Wade. Got it. Yeah. All right. And so we have a podcast called The Birth Nurses. We talk about our experience as nurses. Mm -hmm. And we've also started interviewing people about their experience um, in the labor and delivery unit. And we talk about kind of the more behind the scenes uh, things of labor and delivery. Got it. Not necessarily what um, the patient sees all the time, but what the nurses are are going through as well. Where can people find uh, and learn more about you? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at preparented. And I also have a website. How do you spell that, by the way? Oh, P-R-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-E-D. Got it. Preparented. (laughs) And then my website is preparented.com. And the birth nurses, you can find us on any podcast platform. Right. And we would love for you guys to listen. I've seen your Instagram. It's it's very informative. It's very personalized too. So I think it's a great thing, especially if you are a young parent or interested in this career to kind of learn about labor and delivery and also some of the things you talked about, which is after the the delivery and and can be quite educational. So I I liked it a lot. Thanks. So check that out. Shayna, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you coming on board. This was really fun. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's our show today. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about today's guests or other past guests, just check out my website, healthcareerswithdrmarn.com or hcwithdrmarn.com. Of course, if you like what you heard on this podcast, then please go to my website, add your name and email to my email list. That way you can get the latest announcements and news as they arise. You can also find me on Instagram at drrichardmarn. That's Dr. Richard Marn. Thank you so much for listening and catch you on the next episode.